and welcome to KFAB, the podcast. Podcast about wrestling and fashion. But mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. You may be like, wow, there's a different type of vibe going on in this podcast. And yes, there is. We're in a different room today. So if it sounds a little different, that's why. <laughs> we just want to let you in on the secrets of the show. Yep. Secrets. Well, that's <laughs> that some, some good voiceover. That was really sexy. You're wow. welcome. That was really hot. Wow. We should do a whole... A- no, we shouldn't. ASMR, I, I, all respect to people who practice it. I don't understand it. It's also so over. I mean, it just like... What's the thing Every now? single thing, everyone's doing it. Yeah, comedy-wise. Bit, It's like, yeah. oh, ASMR. It's like, um, do you guys have an ASMR sketch in your show yet? Yep. <laughs> it's like how I feel about it. I agree with you. Yep, I would agree. <sighs> so we won't be joining no. those ranks, I guess, is, is what to say. Look, but instead, if, we're going to talk about wrestling. Yeah. If you can expect anything from us, it's creative content. Yes. Yeah. Only content. Creative about wrestlers. Content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is episode 25. Mm-hmm. Um, my title slide, I was very proud of. We can rent a car now. It's a big Wee. deal. Very you can fun. rent a car, but you can't use a debit card at that- 25 years old. <laughs> what? Really? I know this because I was at a Payless uh, rental car this Oh, to weekend. rent a car? Oh, uh-huh. oh, I, was oh. Like, I thought you meant in general. I was like, that's no, not true. No, I was you like, can no, use a debit I've card, only used But debit you card. can't use a debit card to rent your car until you're older. Interesting. So... Okay, that's weird. That I seems know. like an arbitrary marker of maturity, right? Like, oh, certainly. I definitely spent money a lot worse before. I, was I know. I, that's what like I feel like. Renting a car, too. they're like, "Don't go nuts!" Like, yeah, that's I know. The thing. I have no clue. They that's still have my jewelry bag, and they charged me way too much. So I'm just waiting. Who? Who has? I it? lost my jewelry bag when I was in Colorado. Oh, it no. fell out of my tote oh. bag, and all my statement earrings are gone from my life right now. This That's is really... an honest to god crime. If you're in Colorado and you find a bag of beautiful jewelry, it's, it's one Katie's. of those Glossier makeup, uh, yes, <laughs> bubble wrap bags that we mm-hmm. all travel with, right? I have. I don't have fifty one. of them underneath my counter. So if anyone wants one, let me know. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it totally to you. Totally have one of those i don't so, know yeah. what to do with see them. i aspire to have one someday and i do not yet so. i will give you one no okay <laughs> <laughs> she wants I, the I meant, makeup that goes I mean, with it i want it. the makeup that comes yeah, with that it yeah. i aspire to be the the type of woman who buys glossier but i am still a cvs brand bitch yay oh, what are you gonna do well all right i guess we have to talk about wrestling yeah i guess we do <sighs> well lots of wrestling news to cover on raw becky lynch got arrested big uh-huh. air quotes uh, for attacking Ronda Rousey, and the fight spilled over onto Twitter, where it got pretty messy. Yes, I saw this. I loved the fight on Twitter. Did you not? No. Oh, no. I was talking with, with um Street Team Kyle, my beloved husband, about this, and the Twitter stuff, generally, I don't enjoy the Twitter stuff. It makes me uncomfortable in a way that I can't fully express. But it's so fake. Yes, exactly. And I, I feel like it's so clear that they don't have people helping them out like write the things and Mm. some of them are not very good at it so i feel like you end up with some things like that are too over the line yeah Yeah. like ronda rousey getting a little transphobic yes that's Uh, because we do know that about her right yeah i know she is so i can't help or that actually she is that she has made some comments in the past she may have evolved i don't know how she feels now i've thought about this for a while and i've wanted to bring it up because i think it is very uncomfortable and it is completely wrong and i think that that this just came up organically because that is definitely one reason that like although i love her style in the ring 
I'm not as crazy about her as a person because of her views. Yeah. So it's like the fact that she went straight to that in that I didn't that see Twitter it. feud. Oh, it was like so Becky posted Becky had like an arm in her crotch. Yeah. She said, look, it's like your dick or it's something. Like, it's like the dick you wish you had, I think yeah. is what she said. Something like that. Okay. And then Becky immediately photoshopped Rhonda's husband's face onto it. Which and is said, hilarious. Look, it is a dick, <laughs> which is a very funny comeback. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Truly funny. It was immediately salvaging uh, what, yeah, what was like, a kind of unfortunate Yeah, because Becky look. probably read it and was like, ooh, girl. I mean, I hope so. But yeah. like, who knows what they're doing? It's, it's just, but I think in general, like the stuff being on Twitter, a great for kayfabe, it's a very natural extension it can of, be of edited the stuff that you're doing. Much, yeah. yeah. But it also, it somehow just makes me really uncomfortable to think about all of them being like, well, I'm just stretching and like cooling down after my workout and got to do a hot sack of work by hopping on Twitter and coming up with some. Since our president's doing stuff. the same thing. I don't yeah. know. I, I can't explain. It's like a part of, of like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have to it. sort through my feelings. It makes would, me feel uncomfortable. I'm interested to have this once you have sorted through it, just yes. because I like it. I think it's like a great extension of it. And I mm-hmm. did think the whole. The back and forth was funnier than I expected it to be. The dick thing, I forgot about the fact that she was a little transphobic, so that definitely changes it for me a little yeah. bit. But I will say that I do think that that reference is more just in relation to her calling herself the man than it is anything yes. else. I think yeah. that it was is how it was also meant. just unfortunate. So I don't think it's as layered. I don't think it's as layered as we're giving it credit for. No, yeah. I'm reading a lot into it. <laughs> we're really reading a lot into it. But also, you guys are well, totally we, right. Yeah, because we you also guys want are to totally be right. aware of it. And yeah, no, you're right. And I'm glad yeah. you highlighted that. And I'm so thankful you brought it up because I didn't even see that. So thank it you. Was, I mean, but in general, Becky's Twitter game is is quite strong. Becky's um, great. I at have it. to admit that she it. is very good at it. Um, loving someone, loving these mug shots. Oh, also yeah, giving for these extreme mugshots. face Amazing. in her mug shots. Yeah. Her cheekbones are could just slice through sheet metal. Mm, she looks hair. so good. Fun fact about Christina: when she works out now and she starts to get really tired, I think about Becky Becky Lynch. <gasps> nice. To I keep actively on going. think about. Does her. she inspire yeah. you? She does. She inspires me to a degree that I'm uncomfortable with. That's so cool. <laughs> That's great. No, like I've like been tired during workout and been like, Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, <laughs> shut up, Mike. You love it. Oh, oh producer Mike. Oh, hey. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm sorry, producer Mike. Well, also, I've just looked at you like a million times during this and not even thrown to you. But here's the thing is normally I face him directly. Yeah, you do. Yes. We're, we're also sitting in a different combo than we usually Things do. Things are feeling weird. Yeah. It feels weird. So yeah. we forgot Everything about producer Mike. Everything feels weird Katie, today. Then do you want to introduce producer yeah. Mike? Because you're so, looking at him. Hey, producer Mike. What's your deal? Because yeah. we're new wrestling fans. Yeah, it's Some very generous of Mike to say occasionally. Yeah. I think that's really, that's, that just shows you what a nice person Mike is. Well, I just know that for me today, I'm going to throw to him so much that if we didn't introduce him, it'd be very weird. That's oh. true. <laughs> just like a, a man shows up out of oh, nowhere. Yeah. To He's correct like, me? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Which, I'm at a honestly, coffee shop and I thought that you were wrong, so I just decided to I mean, intrude I on your podcast. poked in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Would well, it be then, the first or the last? So. <laughs> So okay, then we're gonna I'm, we're gonna blaze through this wrestling match yes, so yes. and get to the fun stuff. Okay, Twitter, that whole thing. Then on SmackDown, Vince McMahon responded to the groundswell of support for hashtag Kofi Mania by replacing Kofi in the title match at Fastlane with Kevin Owens. Yeah, honestly, nonsense. What um, is Kofi Mania? 
people are into him yeah just it's just him? him so he's been wrestling alone mm-hmm. and yeah. he was supposed to be in the what was it called the chant uh he, he was supposed to headline a, a thing yeah so uh mustafa ali was originally supposed to fight in the title match at elimination chamber but he unfortunately got injured so they had a tournament kofi won the tournament uh, and every he did so well in the tournament, and all the fans are like, "We want Kofi to win the title." Mm. He did really well at the Elimination Chamber, so he got a solo title opportunity. The fans are sort of like, "We want to see him fight Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania for the title." So we think this is all part of a storyline leading to that. Yeah, we hope. And even like Xavier and Big E have like been promoting it too, right? Which is really cool. I like Kofi and I a like, lot. They're just I love them as a team. Yeah, he does the best. That's really fun. And you know what? Speaking of some nice warm feelings, uh, Roman Reigns returned to announce that his cancer is in remission. So great. Which is so wonderful. Um, Good for you, dude. I hope you take care of yourself and like, don't rush back if you got to take time to heal either. Listen to your body and and continue uh, taking those vitamins or whatever you're doing to feel better. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. Roman Reign does listen to us. We are he personal does. friends. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, so Shout out to Roman. I will so, say my, my view of him as a wrestler has not changed. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still a, a hater no. on Roman Reigns, and that's okay. But him as a person, I feel like we need, you can distance both of them. Of Absolutely. course. And Roman Reigns. Of course. I we just w- want him to take care of himself. Yeah, and we said that when he when he left, too, yeah. where you were mm-hmm. like, look, we still will make fun of him yeah, when he comes back. Yeah, I mean, back, your but. vest will still be made fun of yes. don't worry so let this little vest but little also bestie yeah. well katie you had a big night last oh, night oh yes i did um so <gasps> yep i ended up going to pwg um one of the like local wrestling turn matches in los angeles with producer mike last night and oh boy did i have a fun time um all of the matches were truly incredible and very similar to my feeling of backyard wrestling. A lot of flips, a lot of out of the ring. Like, so many chairs had to be moved. At one point, someone's chair broke, and they just, like, lifted it and were like, I'm just going to half stand. And so they just, like, kind of kneeled and watched the rest of the match. Wow. Yeah. That crowd is, like, dedicated. Yeah, they are. They're absolutely dedicated. Um... And it was like all of the, I mean, every match you didn't, you weren't like, oh, they suck. Like no one was not impressive. Um, And some of my favorites were uh, this guy, Jake Atlas came out and he could have been a backup dancer for Dolly Parton. Ah. He had like glitter blazer on and shorts and then he had a rainbow arm band (gasps) on. Very fun. And he's a local wrestler. Apparently he does bar wrestling too. And, guys, he kicked ass. He was, like, incredible. Like, did these crazy backflips. They all would get on the third rope. Like, do everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then um, (laughs) Jungle Boy, who uh, is uh, Luke Perry's son. I did not know that. And he has crazy wavy hair. You can see in this photo a little bit. He's, like, ripped and has, like, the longest wavy hair that goes, like, down to his butt, basically. Mm. And he's... This jungle boy, he's like Tarzan, basically. Mm -hmm. And he comes out and he acts like that. And he has a loincloth on. Oh. Yeah, and he like (laughs) freaks out and does all these crazy flips. Like the first match was awesome. And then you're like, oh, there's so much more to come. And then our other favorite was this guy, 
Puma King, um, who was a luchador and also dressed like he was in the musical Cats. That's so fun. Like, if a larger man were in the musical Cats, that's what Puma King looked like. That's really fun. Um, And he acted like a cat, and he'd, like, lick his hands, and he'd try to bite the other wrestler. (laughs) And the ref would be like, no, no, I identify with this character. It was really great. Um, And then we had, like... Uh, we had this guy at first we were like oh he's just a little boy he had half of a skeleton face on his name was Darby and we were like oh he looks like Peter Pan if Peter Pan had to kind of grow up and became like one of those punk kids mm. like crust punk kind of and then all of a sudden he shows up with a skateboard he became an actual lost boy yeah he did <gasps> and then he shows up Bangerang? with a skateboard 80s last boy. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, oh, the yeah. vampire. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, all of a sudden, he does a kickflip off of Brody King, this like <laughs> all this other guy. Which Felski, the entire time we were watching this, we were like, this would have been Fel- this would have been Christina's match. Yeah, because both of these dudes looked just like punk as hell. Brody King, the one that's <laughs> kneeling over that you just see his ass in this photo. Yeah. He had um like spike jean jacket on that was black mm-hmm. with gray spikes, had a pentagon on the back. Pentagram, not mm. pentagon, pentagram on the back the of it. The Pentagon. The Pentagon. Mm-hmm. And then awesome tattoos. So you would have been like, wow. That's very funny. Well, you sent me a really funny text via mic. Yep. Which was, if you would like to share, you're just like, <laughs> you're like, Christina, would you be, basically like, Christina, would you be attracted to this man? Yep. I was like, a man skateboarding on another man? Probably. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which is, like, when I got it, I was like, sure. <laughs> yep. Let's just discover new depths of my depravity. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing was crazy. There was another one. There's this tag team called Best Friends. And they're like straight out of the 80s. One of the guys back of his pants says Kentucky Gentleman. Uh-huh. Um, Chuck Taylor. Yeah. And he's just insane. And all they do is reaction stuff. Like they, mm-hmm. they didn't do that much movement except at the end they did a ton of pile drivers. But they're just like, they just seem like 80s bros that are just like, what's happening? Um, and then the final match was this guy, Jeff Cobb, who is huge. And he's this Hawaiian guy who's just un fucking real and then he was against bandito yep and he was another luchador that was just they were so good and like both of them would throw themselves out of the ring and like do backflips and at one point um jeff cobb did a backflip onto bandito (gasps) and if you saw this guy you were like what how does that happen like how do you do that what else happened i mean it was like 20 minutes into the match he does a standing backflip this guy who's like 300 plus pounds yeah wow yeah and he got like on the third like a lot that's so cool yeah it was awesome and all of it was like yeah darby flipped off of one of the balconies Mm -hmm. and like they all just like went for it and you're like oh my god they're gonna die like the whole time (laughs) your reaction you were like oh ah like just screaming it was so good though so so i guess my my big question would be and i know they're totally different but how would you compare it to we went and saw nxt how would you compare them? Would you? Are they totally different? Um, Which did you prefer? I think I actually, for this, uh, NXT and this were similar to me. I think if I were to see a WWE match, it was just like regular Raw, SmackDown, mm-hmm. it would be a lot different because it's a lot more practiced and paced and stuff. This was 
they just like fucking went for it cool. and like you'd see them smack a little bit and do that type of stuff mm-hmm. but they weren't afraid to do these flips and cool. they weren't regulated as much i guess as wwe Great. is cool so it was really fun That's i awesome. was into it thank you yeah, yeah. Well, shall we talk about our our friends for the week? Yes. Yes, I think we should. Wow. So I wrote, oi, oi, it's Flash Morgan Webster. (laughs) And if you guys are not up on your British slang, oi is what people say instead of hello sometimes. Oh, yeah. In the United Kingdom. This is going to be adorable. I'm just Mike is so embarrassed. Mike is going to be embarrassed this entire thing because of who my wrestler is, too. It's Uh, just going to be. This is going to be wild. What's happening? So I have a lot of gifts here of uh, Morgan Webster. Who does wrestle under the name Flash Morgan Webster, but usually is just called Morgan Webster. Um, So we can get a general sense of his vibe. He does a lot of, like, high-flying stuff. So uh, I will say not as fluidly as some of the other wrestlers that we know, but that is what he is known for, is some more, like, extreme kind of moves. Um, You can see one of these gifts I have is a guy trying to take him down and he like somehow flips himself around it like it's a little swing dance move and ends up sitting on him. It's very cool. Yeah. These Mm -hmm. are great gifts. Um, And you can see this one I pulled down in the corner. He hit the back of his uh, jacket that he often wears to the ring says in mod we trust. Uh, M-O-D. Why mod? Oh well we will find out. Let's go on this journey together. So, Gavin Watkins was born on April 13th, 1990. He's an Aries. Yeah. Uh, he was born in Wales, and I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of where he was born in its entirety, because that would be wildly offensive. <laughs> uh, so, I couldn't find out much about his childhood or early training. He's very new to uh, the WWE, but he did make his debut in like different independent promotions in 2010. Uh, he started out in a promotion called Welsh Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I just have to mention that his first match was a loss to someone named Wild Boar. Ooh, and later he Wait, wrestled Boar, some... Boar spelled normal or pun? Uh, B-O-A-R, like the animal. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, uh, Wild boar would be fun. That's as a very pun. funny. Yep. Yeah. But no, Great. someone named Wild Boar, and later he wrestled a guy named Bubblegum. And I know there's also <laughs> British wrestlers named things like Big Daddy and like Haystacks. Yeah, I know about so, Big Daddy. Like, yeah. We got to like, I just wrote, I simply must know more. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to really mm-hmm. go wild with some of these UK guys later because the names are extreme and they all seem to be like large beefy men i think i'm truly drawn to uk wrestling in a way that i haven't explored yet yeah and and new japan it's like anything outside the u.s i'm like wow you guys are getting real freaky over there in a way that i appreciate Mm. so i found a a promotional uh poster Mm -hmm. from one of his earliest things which was with attack exclamation point Mm. pro wrestling which is very fun um and he is in the middle so you can see he's a very uh big-eyed big-eyed welsh lad um he's I'm going to say this now. Not particularly ripped. He's very fit, but he's not, he's not rocking the abs. He's comfortable. He's comfortable. Yeah. He's a strong, he's a sturdy boy. Mm -hmm. Got it. And I have some pictures of him from his early wrestling days where you can see he was kind of wearing the basic diaper. Mm -hmm. Also abs come from the kitchen, baby. They do. Just FYI. And I bet he just likes to eat as we all should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, he made his WWE debut at WrestleMania Access in 2018. I was like, what is that? Apparently, it's a fan convention held before WrestleMania, so there's a lot of other stuff going on. So uh-huh. he is like with WWE, not anything related to the main event, just the stuff surrounding it. Uh, he signed with NXT UK, mm. 
which is their new thing they're really trying to push in recent months. And that's when he adopted the name Flash Morgan Webster. He wrestles mostly solo and sometimes on a tag team with a guy named Mark Andrews. Mm. So here's why I picked him. There's not a lot going on with his career, but he's a mod. In fact, he is referred to as the mod father of professional <laughs> wrestling, and his theme is called In Mod We Trust, which mm. is also what his jacket said earlier. So I have a video I'm going to link to in the show notes where he explains his own perspective on like being a mod as his character, and he details some really gnarly injuries. Uh, do you guys remember Zack Sabre Jr. from our boyfriend draft? Yes. Mm-hmm. So during a 16-minute long match with him, in the first couple of minutes, he broke his left ankle. And then he immediately dislocated his right shoulder. And he's like, and I did the whole match, so you know I'm tough. And I was like, no, you shouldn't have. Why did you do that? Your arm is going to fall off. Yeah. and You're going to be getting gas one day, and your arm (laughs) is just going to get stuck. Pop away. Just fly off. Yeah. So he's... He's a tough boy. Um, but I have some stuff to introduce his style here. You all those dislocation pop-offs. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be waving to your friend Steve, and it's just going to fly off. Like. Um, so you can see what he usually wrestles in is a pair of full-length pants, wow. which is a very interesting look. I and really they are like red and blue uh, vertical stripes. Mm-hmm. Big fan. And the side says Webster. Mm. His uh, right leg says Webster. He enters uh, wearing a suit jacket that complements that. A mm. big, big ascot and a like uh, mid thigh length army green like puffer coat that I'm says "In Mod We Trust" on the back. And I also had a couple pictures that made me laugh. There's a picture of him coming out of the classic red British phone booth, looking startled to be there, as if he's been zapped in from another dimension. And his Twitter picture, which is him in like a very like he solved a mystery. Yes, it's like a very posh like tartan suit mm-hmm. with I like a vest. This. I am too. Mm-hmm. So his style is really good, and I also love mod style i was gonna ask mm-hmm. yes tell so, us about what mod is we're gonna get into some clothing history so here right now guys and i'm so passionate about this one so mod is a subculture that was especially popular in 1960s britain it is short for modernists and it initially referred to a group of young men that listened to jazz baby <laughs> so this is the look that's associated with like colorful tailored suits and like the guys who would ride around on vespas in the early 60s um, later in the 60s, they became more into pop art and psychedelia. I think like Austin Powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you think of like very early um, swinging Britain, like swinging London stuff, that's the mod subculture. So it's like Twiggy and shit. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, there's of course mods versus rockers. I'm definitely a mod. Um, Christina, you might be a rocker. Katie, wow. Do you How identify dare. as a mod or a rocker? I would be mod. I think you would too. Yeah. No, it's like, this is, these are, there's no wrong way. They're both very cool. Yeah. Mike's a rocker. So we're an even split here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but How that, that was fun. We put a show together together. Somehow what? we all, but you know what? They were united huh? against, <laughs> mods and rockers were united against the olds in the early 60s because all the old people were like, oh no, our youth subculture is going down the toilet. Some of them have Doesn't motorbikes and some of them have Vespas. A little similar to now. Yeah, right? Avocado uh, toast. What? We're, we're always afraid of the how, young. How dare you kill Kleenex or whatever the fuck brand we're killing. All anyway. of them. Yeah. Down with all the brands, I say. Capitalism's a failure. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> So I do have a quote from Morgan himself on why he adopted the mod look in particular. I will not do an accent. I will link to this um, interview that has a bunch of like cool quotes from him from a, a podcast that he did. 
Uh, I started in 2009, started in school pretty much next to Mark Andrews, his tag team partner. And for a while, I was just very much cookie cutter, just like him, just a clean baby face high flyer. I can remember somebody saying at one point that there is nothing that made me and him stand out from each other. My mom's always brought me up on Nomad Soul and all the mod music. I was always a big fan of Oasis growing up, and it was the music that I listened to, but I never thought I'd bring it into wrestling. I don't know why I was, but there's a song, uh, This Is England. I don't think it was big in the U.S., but it was on at the time, and I was just obsessed with it, and I thought, what if I go down the route of this mod character? At the time, I was just wrestling as Flash Morgan, and I looked up a lot of British surnames. Nobody was called Webster, so I added Webster in the end. I started off again with tricks and a few mod references, and throughout the course of the next two to three years, I thought to myself how can i almost look like a rock star coming through the curtain cool so i think that's i really appreciate that because it's cool to get someone's like insight into like why they come up with the character they do and i think it's very cool that he's like what i'm doing is boring so how do i make it less boring yeah through my it reminds me of marty squirrel too kind of you know where they were like this needs to be one-upped a little bit more too Mm -hmm. and it's also like going beyond even just the costume it's using that to inform a character and Mm -hmm. a persona and like a certain swagger that you can carry with you into the ring so i have a couple he has really good outerwear i will say in general i have a couple shots of this uh jacket that he has that's it's like the beatles um the stuff they're wearing for their first album the like high Mm -hmm. rounded collars i think they called those mandarin collars back in the day there's probably much more pc name for them now but that's what that style was called in the early 60s i know that's what they were called though that makes sense and uh it's it's a Union Jack, mm-hmm. um, basically across it, and he carries a little Vespa helmet <laughs> with him that cute. has like a, a blue and white target on it. It's a white helmet. It's so cute. So he's wow. a high flyer as well. My preferred type of wrestling because yeah. you get to do a lot of fun stunts, and they're usually little wiry boys. Little <laughs> wiry boys. So another very fun fact: he's a fellow podcaster, guys. Oh. Um, he has a podcast called Morgan Webster's Wrestling Friends, in which he interviews wrestling favorites with a U. Oh. Um, so I included the picture Great from his outerwear. podcast art. Yeah. So I just included a bunch of his outerwear on this last slide. These will wow. probably be a lot of the pictures that I'll share. But he has his green coat. He has like a, a blue military style jacket. And one of them that's, I mean, listen, will an episode go by where I don't rec- uh, reference Les Mis? No, because he looks like Javert. Ah! <laughs> and Sorry. Sorry. That was me. <laughs> And then he also has a full-on um, black and white suit that's a black and white Union Jack. Yeah, like, I like jack that, actually. Pants. A lot. Mm-hmm. And it's a very good look. And he is, I believe, still a baby face, but he's like a very like arrogant baby face. Where mm-hmm. He's like, I'm a mod. I ride my Vespa around and I start <laughs> fights, um, which is a really fun character. It's very cute. So... Yeah, we'll see what he does, I guess. But for now, I, I really enjoy his vibe. I think yeah. the, the look suits him and... It's fun. It's different. It. Yeah. It's unique. Mm-hmm. It is unique. Thank yeah. you. The end. <laughs> right. All right. And speaking of unique, today we are talking about Zia Lee. Yay. Do y'all remember seeing her yes. at Royal Rumble? Yeah, and saying, she's amazing. She's a badass. She was mm-hmm. top five favorite looks for sure. Yep. She's great. Thank you okay, for Okay, her. so her real name is Zhao Zia. Mm-hmm. And um, according to online, she's 33 years old. According to online. I know. I'd like, <laughs> it was on like four different sides. I was like, yeah, great. Yeah. Raised by a single mother, Lee has two older sisters and a young brother. In order to protect her family, she began to learn martial arts from childhood and has won many prizes in the sport. Question, why does she have to protect her family? That's all it said. 
Yes. Okay. Uh, So what's really interesting about her is there is not a lot of background to her past until 2016 Mm. when she came about. Um, So Zhao Zia is the first female WWE wrestler from China. Wow. That's sort of nuts. That's really, that's crazy, but very cool. In 2016, they brought NXT over there for training and to recruit some members. And seven people made it, and she was one of them. Mm. It was all men and her. Um, And before that, she had her own CrossFit and gym in China. And so that's how she kind of became popular. And she was an influencer in China. And that's how they kind of found out about her. Cool. Yeah. So, during the scouting, um, Lee's outstanding physical capability and martial arts helped her become the first Chinese woman to sign a player's contract with the company. In the summer of 2017, WWE started to host a women's tournament with 32 wrestlers competing. We know about it. The Mae Young. Mm-hmm. Um, she designed the outfit, moves, and music herself, combining elements from traditional Chinese culture in her hometown of Chongqing. I looked up the... Yeah. Because I wanted to make sure. Mm -hmm. Which is famous for spicy food. (laughs) So What a dream. They call her Spicy Girl. A lot of people call her Spicy Girl, apparently. Which, I don't know how I feel about that. But, that's what all I was going to say about that. But, Feels like that would have been her starting I hope so. Yes. You know? Um, So, let's talk about her outfits. Yes. I love them. Yes. I think they're so great. You can wrestle in them like crazy. There's not going to be a wardrobe malfunction at mm-hmm. any point. Mm-hmm. The colors are bright. Um, They're oh, this fitting. Is, yeah. This is a whole thing about her bio. It's a link. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in the links later. Um, she was wearing a red traditional cape, is what they're called, mm-hmm. and holding a foldable red fan. Ooh. Every time she beats an opponent, she will unfold her fan and say to the camera, mark my words, I'm spicy. You will feel the heat of Zia Lee. Oh, okay, I love so she that. Did yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. But like spice, I didn't know if it's spice, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, spicy yeah, yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah. She did that part. Mm-hmm. But so she's basically coming up right now. And these are these are the looks that they have. There's love- not a ton on her because she's so brand new. Mm-hmm. But. I think she is so cool and like her social media she is ripped it's all about her workout videos it's all about her coming and training in America too and she learns to drive there's an entire video of her learning to drive over here and like just having friends and like learning different things joining a new gym like it's kind of her daily life but she seems really happy and doing a great job and just training like crazy and everyone is loving her and saying she's working so well at like her kicks and her flips and she'll do a lot of like the rope stuff like crazy Mm -hmm. so she's kind of new but i'm really excited to see what we have going on for her so is she signed to nxt she's nxt right now okay Mm -hmm. and then um I guess what are we looking like? Let's talk about. So these are both of the, this uh, slide is the is May Young. Okay, this is so her first year at May modified. Young, and that's her second year okay. at May Young. But it's like the same. It looks like the, generally the same silhouette, right? Yeah, it's 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 very Chinese inspired. Uh-huh. Yes, traditional. and it's almost like a a mini high neck. Dress. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like she wears a, a, a skirt, yeah. which not very many, and it looks silk, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, 
I mean, I don't think it is. I think it's probably like a satin or something, right? What do it's you think, probably, Sarah? You're a fabric person. Well, let me put on my fabric hat. Thank I you. think it's probably stretch satin. Mm. Yeah. Um, probably backed with uh, more athletic fabric that's more sweat wicking. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she would be a puddle of sweat in yes. regular stretch satin. Yeah, she Otherwise, would. She I don't wouldn't know. be able to breathe at all. I mean, again, I'm going to go back to those like early formal dances we all went to. If you uh-huh. guys had some of that, like Jessica McClintock. Yeah, that satin does not breathe. Yeah, I remember you'd sit down for dinner beforehand and you wouldn't be wearing a thong because it was before that time and your ass would just be wet yep so just have so swamp butt at the eighth grade dance yep. uh-huh yep uh but i love this first one because it's that beautiful bright red yeah and it mm-hmm. has the uh, a keyhole like a triangular keyhole mm-hmm. on her upper like chest and collarbone and it's really wildly flattering you just look at how amazing her shoulders are uh, i mean she's ripped yeah and like she's just in such like insane shape and when she kicks you can see like every movement of her leg like I was watching some of the videos Mm. and it's really cool and also the way that these outfits in the ring look with the lighting because we saw it remember and if you're like further away sometimes the outfits you're like what what the hell are they wearing this seems like one that can stand out and you Mm -hmm. can like see the movement of it you can see the color and she really pops. It just basically looks like she's she's on a date night, and then she has to go kick some ass in oh, the alley. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is my favorite vibe. Which is my favorite yeah. vibe. Wow. Yeah, totally. I love that. Superhero vibe. Yes, very superhero vibe. Mm-hmm. And, and also, like, a great nod to her culture, and, so cool. and not in a way that feels like WWE put her up to it. No, not know? at all. Like, it yeah. feels very specific and mm-hmm. like, her vision. I really want to know what the patterned fabric on her more recent mm. outfits is, because I think it's probably just cool swirling colors. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks... It looks like there might be dragons in it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. It's yeah. something really interesting in pattern. It's mm-hmm. also like, I wish more people wore patterns. Yeah. yeah. I will say also, because I watched the videos of her from mm-hmm. Mae Young, and her she didn't have short shorts underneath. She had like a bikini bottom, and it was riding up a lot, and you could tell that that like was frustrating so she changed so now she has like a boy short underneath it mm-hmm. or whatever so you can tell that like the co- the outfits have evolved mm-hmm. to be more helpful as we've talked about of how stressful that would be yeah of, like, absolutely you never know if a boy de- a boy short like a booty short is gonna stay or not yes oh boy so true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah i just i think she's cool i'm excited to see because she's literally so brand new. Yeah. And on Twitter, she was talking. She was like, 2019 is going to be a big year for me. So. Mm-hmm. Yay. That's yeah. great. Oh, man. She's so cool. Great yeah, choice. Cool. So that's Zeely. So here's the thing, guys. <laughs> everyone, everyone, my co-hosts support me so much. As Christy is speaking. Because uh, I told them I was going to do CM Punk. And then they were like, well, we're going to do two short things because you're going to be a monster. <laughs> yeah, I literally changed my person. Uh, which, God bless, <laughs> but also, I'm so sorry. I'm a train wreck. But... <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna go into it, but uh, it's gonna be long, but it's not gonna be as long as it could be because he his Wikipedia page. It's as if he's just I'm living sure out it's loud. Byzantine. It's I got halfway through it and I was like, "Fuck!" And that's did what you I, go on Reddit? No, I couldn't. Th- that's the thing is, I truly only went off of Wikipedia because I was like, I can't bring more into this yeah. than already is here. Like that was something where I was gonna like do the video. I was gonna do all the stuff. But I was just like, look, I have to just get a cursory knowledge of it. Because if I go into his interviews and like pull quotes and You would have been me. It, no, but it, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm also like a, you know, I'm a book report. I want an A on this. Yep. So that's like my personality. So we're just going to get right into it. And yes. you guys, 
this is gonna be if I justified my boyfriend with Alistair Black, you guys have no fucking clue it's what we're heading into. Justify your soulmate. Oh, this no. is he is my absolute soulmate. Oh no. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> I am so worried for this. No, you're gonna love it. All right. Philip Jack Brooks was born on October 26, 1978. What does that mean? He's a Scorpio. Oh, ah. no wonder you love him. Was he born in Chicago? Yeah, he was born in Chicago. Second, ah. He's one of five, and his dad was an engineer, and his mother was a homemaker, but his dad was an alcoholic, oh. which inspired him to be straight edge from an early age. Uh, his first foray into wrestling was in a backyard wrestling federation called the Lunatic Wrestling Federation with his friends and his brother Mike in the mid or late like, 1990s. Sounds like the Hardys. Yeah, it kind of is. Uh, he started using the ring name CM Punk when he was put into a tag team uh, called the Chick Magnets. Yep. But later he said it has no meaning and it stood for Cookie Monster, Cookie Master, Crooked Moon... More... Bleh. Crooked Moonsault, uh, Chuck Mosley, Charles Montgomery, Charles Manson, and Chicago Maid. I love him. <laughs> I think my favorite out of all of those is Cookie Monster. Yeah, me too. I like it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike was telling me about how when he had to go into court, he had to admit that it stood for Chick Magnet, and it was like big wrestling news for a week because he kept saying for years how it had no meaning. Um, so anyway, at the time, he genuinely wanted to be a wrestler and saw it more as more than just fun. So when the promotion started taking off, he found out his brother Mike had embezzled thousands of dollars from the small company, which led to their estrangement, and they straight up haven't spoken since, which is some Scorpio ass shit. Yeah, a lot of that's a reoccurring theme in CM Punk's life. That's exactly right, and that's why I'm mentioning it. Okay. (laughs) These are young CM Punk. He's adorable. Look at his little, little cutie with the belly tattoo. He's, mm. It says straight edge. Oh, very cool. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> straight edge. Uh, oh. and it's, it's so large. He's, yeah, he's a lot. Am I still in love with him? Yeah, we're going to justify him all over town. So Buddy left and enrolled as a student at the Steel Dominion uh, Wrestling School in Chicago. And as part of his training, he wrestled at Steel Domain Wrestling in St. Paul, Minnesota, which is where he met Cole Cabana remember this they became best friends and they worked a lot of same promotions as opponents and tag team partners and in the indies he was part of an alliance called the gold bond mafia which i just thought was funny that's the picture of the gold bond mafia wow just evanescence all over the place his home they all got foot odors like crazy that's why they're called gold bond Truly. mafia well they have to put it in their shorts i think right yep, fresh. That too, balls. that's like the whole thing mm-hmm. yes it's anti-chafing yep. anti-chafing yes so his home promotion was the independent wrestling association mid-south or iwa i'm not going to get into this but a lot of people and feuds came out of here and it was very cool and this is from G- july 2003 to may 2004 uh he refused to wrestle explaining he was protesting Ian Rotten's mistreatment of Chris Hero and the company, and he eventually returned and continued to perform until July 2005. I bring this up because this, again, is a repeating thing that he does, which is... Refused. He refuses to go along with company rhetoric and is very anti-authority in that way. But he's straight edge. But is supportive of the actual people who are working, which I like. And that's why I will fight for him forever though i don't need to because he's terrifying all right ring of honor 2002 to 2006 we're not going through his outfits right now just because it's kind of like this yeah, looks bad he has stringy blonde platinum I hair just want, and I just, diapers my big eyes were to the colin farrell hair on on full display uh-huh. on the slide also does he have a 
Pepsi tattoo? We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> you think I don't have a slide on his tattoos? You oh, crazy. Good, good, good. <laughs> I was like, we got a we got a Britney Spears Pepsi tattoo over here. Don't well, we? It is a Pepsi tattoo. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so Punk was hired by Straight Edge. It is about that. By Ring of Honor due to his work with Colt Cabana and he was joined as a face but quickly turned heel in a feud with Raven and their rivalry was rooted in Punk being straight edge with him likening Raven to his alcoholic father. Oh, Jesus. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Get on board now. This is healthy. <laughs> this is very healthy. Get on board now. When uh, I think of healthy, I think of a backstory about alcoholism oh, and your father, buddy, right? Mm-hmm. It gets worse. So he got a deal at WWE in June 2005 and started a storyline where he threatened to bring the ring of uh, honor championship to WWE with him and so for weeks he teased the locker room and the fans and he signed his WWE contract on the ring of honor belt which I think is very funny and this storyline was referred to as the summer of punk and Mick Foley made several appearances to convince him to defend the title on the way out and he did and then someone lost he lost to someone so they kept the title Okay, but it was that thing where they were like, "He's gonna take the title with him," which I don't understand the relevancy of. Can you, you kind of make talk another about one, that? right? I don't. Is it just it, symbolic? It, yeah, and it also is hearkening back to wrestling history when there was legitimate bad blood between companies. So like, Ric Flair would like show up with the title of like a different promotion at like the WWF at the time mm. or something like that. It was. It's very disrespectful to do in like wrestling. Culture okay. and it harkens back to like wrestling history. Basically. Okay, and I'm just like, well, they have um, to make another one. Yeah, I, know. I, I just like, figured okay. out who he looks like in the Summer of Punk. Yeah, oh, he that's looks, a terrible. He, he looks like Kid Rock. He Shut does the look fuck like up. Kid Rock. He in does that look like Kid Rock. Fuck off. He does <laughs> no, not. no, it's you're a terror. He no. looks like Kid Rock in that it, photo. He is in that photo. In that, I said in that photo. Okay. It's it's definitely like photo to photo. I will say it's hard for me to get a read on what he really looks like because I know. he photographs he wildly changes. differently. He's How a chameleon. Okay. You. But one of his chameleon traits is Kid Rock looking. You guys, I had to call the police. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I'm sorry. That's that's the police coming to break up this horrible yeah, fight. About CM Punk looking like Kid Rock. I, he doesn't. That's a terrible I'm just photo. I also said he looks like Colin right Farrell. I'm going to be mad by the end of this. You might be. I like him so much. And you guys are so mean to me. My name is Kid. My name is CM Punk. That Keep joke going. sucked, Katie. I know. <laughs> you suck. I know. I know. Okay. Oh, boy. We all got to take a deep breath before moving on. <sighs> We're not Ooh. even a quarter of the way. No. All right. Oh, no. I no. see how many We're... slides are left. Yeah, it's yep. fine, actually. It goes pretty fast. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, while wrestling for a ring of... Uh, honor. I always want to say Ring of Fire, so I have to always check. Mm-hmm. He joined TNA, and then shortly before uh, a TNA show on February 25th, 2004, Punk had a physical scuffle with Teddy Hart outside of a restaurant that was broken up by Sabu. <laughs> Sorry. Scuffle reportedly stemmed from... Uh, oh, the scuffle reportedly stemmed from a show in which Hart performed three unplanned spots, which put other wrestlers in danger, which again is him standing wow. up for people. Mm-hmm. So he officially quit TNA, in March 20, 2004, during uh, the Rob Feinstein controversy, after having a dispute with TNA offices over his ability to compete in the Ring of Honor at the same time, because uh, they're no longer allowed to like switch promotions and stuff. Again, just getting in trouble with companies. Mm-hmm. A lot more happened. I'm not. I'm. You have no idea. So on, on March 30th, 2008, he won Money in the Bank. Oh wait, no, I skipped a slide. Fuck me. Do do do. There we go. 
WWE. He joined it in 2005. <laughs> uh, in summer, September 2005, Punk was assigned to the Ohio Valley Wrestling uh, WWE Developmental Territory and made his debut as a heel. During his TV debut, he suffered a ruptured eardrum and broken nose no, after no. Danny Inferno hit him with an overly stiff right hand. He no. did great, though, but I'm one woman who already struggles with se- segment length. Um, so on June 24th, 2006. <laughs> that was very funny. Thank you. <laughs> Punk debuted on ECW and although he retained the straight edge gimmick he now had a Muay he had now had like Muay Thai training which is just like the hottest thing I can imagine um <laughs> some feuds against Mike Knox after, again Mike is so embarrassed he's gonna it's gonna get worse against Mike Knox after Knox's girlfriend Kelly Kelly a woman's name developed feelings for Punk and Punk defeated Knox twice and Kelly Kelly celebrated he also turned heel I don't know at what point by joining the New Breed Alliance but betrayed them by kicking a Elijah Burke in the back of the head before delivering his finisher go to sleep on Burke. <laughs> that's and a, a funny name. Yep. I know that's why I've told yeah. this one is because his finisher is called go to sleep on Burke and sarcastically apologizing and I guess this made him face again. Um, Punk was also scheduled to face Chris oh Benoit <laughs> but Benoit was replaced by Johnny Nitro when he no-showed and this was the night and that's that he... When he- killed his family died oh my god yeah. when he family annihilated so, yeah so when he oh family annihilated annihilated he was supposed to fight cm punk and instead he just oh god killed his family hey How on awful. a on a lighter note can we talk about his outfits here that's what i was gonna because yes. okay. this is where it starts to get interesting okay mm-hmm. so he has a lot of chicago flag mm-hmm. references in his outfits which we love I, it's yeah. the best flag it's it the is. best flag mm-hmm. and he wears it on he has like he is totally a diaperman, but he does different color diapers diapers mm-hmm. with his with the Chicago flag. Nice. Mm-hmm. He also has these armbands that he puts the straight edge X's on, which if you have a history in the hardcore scene such as me, you recognize immediately and are just like, okay, man. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what the um, X? Yeah, you put you put large X's on your hands cuz it's supposed cuz basically I think it harkens back to when you don't drink at a show the bartender yeah, yeah. Your hand. which I used you to brag it. to the grocery store guys I'd be like oh here's my dollar do you see what's on my I went to hand? a concert yep, I loved doing that yes uh but they used to do x's and so they just started like really going for it I uh, believe that's the history of it it has a lot to do he with looks hot there threat. I'll say that he's so goddamn hot okay this is where he also gets like really fucking hot I just I can't there's nothing else he just aged into his face in he a good did. way oh he turned out of Fuck. kid rock and into sexy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry I said your joke was bad before it was it funny. Was. I was just no, mad. It was bad. I was just mad, Katie. You are so funny. Ha ha ha. Okay. We're we're okay, guys. Yeah. We're okay. We're all right. Anyway, on March 30th, 2000. Three months later, Katie's going <laughs> to destroy Christina with a chair, and we're not going to know why. Ladder. Uh, excuse me. A ladder. We almost, we al- I mean, that was almost during our the show that we did do, where she, I forgot that we were doing choreography yeah. where Katie was going to throw a chair at me, and I went, oh, no. <laughs> I had to duck. Totally forgot. That was on me. Uh, check it out on Twitter if you want to know what video we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. All right, so on March 30th, 2008, he won Money in the Bank ladder match. And he was the first to ever win the match twice, by the way. Um, and oh. so, yeah. But then on June 23rd, he got drafted to Raw. 
Uh, and in January 2009, he became the 19th WWE Triple Crown Champion and the fastest to accomplish the feat, shattering Kevin Nash's old record at 203 days. Mm. I'm just telling you guys this so you know he's like a very good wrestler. Um, it's not something I'm super interested in, just like how the matches are broken down, as we always talk about. More yeah. interested in him and the persona and the kayfabe and all that stuff. So at one point, he's feuding with Jeff Hardy, and as part of the storyline, Punk injured his eye and said he couldn't see the referee, but Hardy called his eye injury into question, believing it to be feigned. And then Punk turned heel and claimed to be morally superior to him because of his drug-free lifestyle. And then oh, on an August, yeah, oh, yeah. I remember when this yep, came uh-huh. up. So this launched, this was the thing where they were pairing, they were using Jeff Hardy's drug addiction yep. as his storyline versus CM Punk, who was clean. Uh, and then on so the so cool, I know, right? <laughs> on the August twenty eighth, what Did, is this the Straight Edge Society that you're talking about? Not yet. Okay. Yes, close. On the August twenty eighth episode of SmackDown, Punk defeated Hardy in a steel cage match where the loser had agreed to leave the company, and that's when Hardy left. Mm-hmm. So, okay. and here's some pictures of them like fighting. But this is so cool. His shin guards are again the Chicago flag. You oh. know, it's the actual like white and blue mm-hmm. with the red stars. I used to know what all those parts meant. Could he not look hotter? Like, I don't understand. Like, come on. When he won Money in the Bank, he's wearing one of those dumb shirts that, like, were really big in the scene at that time, which is just, like, a full skeleton and then, like, stuff in the, ske- in the skeleton. Yeah, in like, cage. Yeah. It's my heart. It's my heart. Look, I'm wearing it on but my even shirt. his little briefcase has the Chicago flag on it. Ugh. Which yep. I'd wish more of them decorated their briefcases. I was fully expecting the monster in the bank briefcase to be more oh, fun. The Can you imagine if it looked like the monster book of monsters from Harry Potter? Oh, yes. brilliant. Yeah. All of which is to say, good job, CM Punk. I yeah. like your style. Mm-hmm. He's lovely. Um, again, again, his, his style doesn't really change. It's just kind of, it's, but I like the look throughout and the tattoos are a really big part of it, which yeah, he's again. he's gained a few in these slides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Straight Edge Society time. All right. So the Straight Edge Society was 2009-2010. And this is when his character took on more of a sinister direction because he revealed that he had converted Luke Gallows to the Straight Edge lifestyle, which rid him of his mental troubles. Uh, Oh. He used to be a wrestler. His gimmick used to be that he was a wrestler called Festus, Mm -hmm. who was like in a vegetative state until (laughs) the bell rang. And then he would spring into action, be a wrestler. And then once the bell rang again, he would go back to his vegetative state. I truly can't. Vegetative state? I'm being way more PC than what happened. This is insane. Totally crazy. Um... I was see these are this oh is my God. these are the bits that I'm like Mike is this important because I cut it out of the thing, uh, but yeah so continuing to espouse his straight edge philosophy he began to present himself as a cult like savior and he grew <laughs> the hair on his head face and chest which made me laugh out loud he's like he's growing his chest hair out <laughs> like what in uh, an allusion to Jesus. Um, oh yeah, noted chest hair haver, Jesus Christ. <laughs> noted yeah. chest hair haver. Yeah, that's what I think about when I think of Jesus. <laughs> you think of his chest hair? I'm like, oh, mm. no, that. that guy's got a thin, that guy's got like a Finn Balor esque body. Yeah, with oh. no hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus is hot. All right, so through <laughs> through January 2010, Punk began to convert uh, planted members of the audience to straight edge lifestyle and made them take a pledge of allegiance to him and shave their head as a sign of renewal and devotion. So they like wow. just get audience plants to shave their heads. They were never seen again, which it said in the Wikipedia, but I don't think he killed they them. They were never <laughs> seen again. They, just, they didn't like come back out no, of his like, retinue. No, they don't come back. I'm they one of them. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> what if this is a moment you found out that I was one of them? You shaved 
your head. In I, the mid 2000s, yeah. Katie was in the straight edge society. I was. Sorry. Like I, talk about it. Yeah, I don't. I also, don't. Also, the fact that he's a de facto cult leader really explains why you're attracted to him, I think. 100%. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. I would say this is probably a time when he was like, I'm the Charles Manson punk. Yeah. But can you imagine if you were going through this and you're like, that kind of looks like Katie with like a buzzed head? I would love it more than anything <laughs> else. It's like, I don't share everything about my past. Yeah. <laughs> Only anyway. in therapy. Yes, right. Uh, but a convert, Serena, became an accompanying uh, punk and gallows to form the Straight Edge Society, and they continued to show messianic, 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 messiah traits, <laughs> frequently giving sermons. Uh, punk feuded with Rey Mysterio for a while, and it ended in him losing, and he had to like shave his head. And so embarrassed by being shaved bald as he considered himself pure, unlike his followers, Punk began to wear a mask to hide his baldness, and he was eventually unmasked while his arm was injured by the big show. So, during the Straight Edge Society, he comes out wearing no pants Nothing. and an edge sweatshirt, which is the That's worst look. He so looks like he's Winnie funny. the Poohin right the, there. Yeah. It looks like Winnie the Pooh. It's, this, it's, God... I hate when men wear shirts with no pants. <laughs> like, there's no other. Well, producer Mike and I were also talking like the so hoodie look weird. I don't know. I'm just not into it. The hoodie look and now the hoodie look without pants. Hoodies, I just, hoodies I'm fine with because I don't know. Sure. Live your live a life. But like, no, it's not a good look. No, it's certainly not a cool fashion mm -mm. look. Uh, but like, yeah, so you can see how he has long hair and then he has this mask that kind of also has the star mm -hmm. stuff, but it's black. It looks like Captain America, I was literally about the to Winter say that. Soldier, yep. where he's like, I'm sad. So he has like the dark version of his <laughs> costume. <laughs> I'm sad. Sad, sad Captain America. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then you can see the Straight Edge Society, like, patch, which is pretty rad, like, style or, like, graphic design-wise. And then in this, he's wearing a shirt that says, I broke Big Show's hand, which I thought was really funny, but I didn't find the details on that, like, how he did it. But apparently at one point he did. So anyway, that's the Straight Edge Society. Nice. Now I have the new Nexus. So Punk got a hip injury. But to stay on TV, he began commenting on on Raw in November 2010 until he attacked John Cena as a member of the Nexus. And I'm not going into this, but Mike, is there anything worthwhile from this time period? Uh, the Nexus is basically uh, when NXT was like a reality show. They Yo, basically yeah. brought up everybody in an invasion type angle. Like Daniel Bryan was a member of the Nexus, cool. uh, Wade Barrett or whatever. And then they put CM Punk in as like the face of it. Great. And here he is with a mustache and looking just so so hot <laughs> I'm sorry like this is just an excuse for me to look at pictures of this dude forever not for you he looks like a smoker there <laughs> I was gonna say he looks like a garage dad my god a dad at a garage sorry. you guys are trash <laughs> I'm just kidding he I, looks like he's been are. through it there hey, I, look, know, but, I love that but on the opposite here's why I'm saying that partially it's because in the opposite side of the slide you have the uh -huh. picture that we used in the boyfriend draft which yep. is a very good picture of him uh. <laughs> He's just so hot. I can't. I mean, the one with the flags that are very close to his privates, uh, yeah. that's a great one. But the one right beside it looks like Ethan Hawke if he's had a 24-hour bender, you know? Honestly, my type. I mean, whatever. You guys, That's fair, but I like it. I like it when you look kind of 
fucked up <laughs> i don't know how else to say it i don't know look mike mike is again covering his face this has happened like 80 it times is a large not portion wrong? of this podcast has been mike with his hands over his yes. face yeah. so here's us. here's a large chunk of what we're talking about today which is in june 2011 punk revealed his contract was going to expire at money in the bank and he vowed to leave the company with the championship after making a scathing yet highly acclaimed on-air speech concerning the way in which wwe is run and its owner vince mcmahon he was given a storyline suspension from the televised WWE events. Cena insisted that he be reinstated, and so then he came back and defeated Cena on his final night under contract at uh, Money in the Bank. So this was the, what did you call it, Mike, in the car when you were talking about it? Uh, it's called the Pipe Bomb promo. The Pipe Bomb promo, which okay. is him just being like, WWE sucks. It's amazing. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's like yeah. one of the most notorious things where he kind of completely pulls the curtain back and just speaks for real and completely you know quote unquote breaks kayfabe and it's great it's amazing yeah and around this time punk was also feuding with triple h who apparently really hates him and john letternatus Laurenitis. Laurenitis. Uh, uh, who's the interim Raw general manager and called him a dull yes man, which I think is a really fun Bumble profile for someone with those characteristics. Yes. Dull uh, yes man. He's yeah. like, I'm just a dull yes man. And you're like, great. I know exactly what this is. Uh, Jericho earned a match against Punk at WrestleMania 28 and in a bid to psychologically unsettle him, revealed Punk's father was an alcoholic and alleged that his sister was a drug addict, asserting that Punk's straight edge philosophy was paranoia to avoid the same vices and vowing to make punk turn to alcohol by winning the title from him oh boy oh my gosh look no worries because punk retained the title despite jericho trying to get punk to use a weapon and be disqualified like he kept because he was like "Ooh, the way i can do this is get him disqualified if he uses a weapon if i make him mad enough and he was just like no nah, i'm not gonna do that yeah <laughs> like one anyway but fuck that forever you're what? throwing it under the but it's cool when it happens that's a very cool wrestling trope because when people use weapons no it's about honor see he's like are you gonna take the coward's way out and hit me with a chair and the guy's like no i'm gonna be honorable yep <laughs> and beat you with my hands yes <laughs> oh yes yeah. uh, so then punk turned heel again when he attacked the rock and justified his actions by explaining that he was tired of people like cena and the rock overshadowing him when the wwe champion should be the focus of the company which fucking fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly fucking fair uh and then on december 4 2012 my birthday yes oh great hey he underwent surgery to repair a partially torn meniscus which sounds important happy birthday to me yes. <laughs> <laughs> but despite this injury he went back to the ring on january 7th which was a month after is your meniscus your knee I think it is. I yeah. feel like a meniscus. Yeah. Uh, the meniscus is this movie part. Yep. Is it? Yep. They constant. They're constantly tearing it. Yeah. It seems we've knees come across are this silly things. Yes. yes. Knees <laughs> are really a flaw. Hey, let's take knees out. Right. <laughs> let's just remove a knee. Well, that's the problem. They had their yeah, knees taken out. Taking right? themselves then their meniscus out. tear. So he was stripped of his title by Vince McMahon himself. <laughs> At 434 days, which is the longest reign of the modern era until Brock Lesnar, which fucking cares. Uh, and then in March 2013, Punk decided he wanted to end The Undertaker's undefeated WrestleMania streak to take something away from the fans. <laughs> oh, God. That's so funny. I love that. Which is, I know. So after the death of Paul Bear, oh. like for real, a storyline involving Punk regularly spiting The Undertaker through dis displays of flippancy and disrespect for his Bear's death, including <gasps> Punk stealing Bear's urn oh 
He eventually lost The Undertaker at WrestleMania 29, and Peapaw Dirt got his urn back. Yay! <laughs> it's his friend. <laughs> it's awful. So here's him facing The Undertaker. Again, I think this is where he really grew into... He looks like Chris Evans here to me, in a way, in this photo you specifically. Know, I feel like I'm, it's like face-to-face... To face like every shot. He looks like Shane West person. right there. I love Shane West. All right, that looks Watch like Shane remember? West. Yeah, yeah. And no joke, I have always and forever because one of my sister's college friends called that movie a walk with my member, and I, <laughs> I have. And there's always a second when I think of it when I'm like, say the right title, Sarah. That's so. <laughs> a walk with my member. <laughs> a walk with my member is very funny. It's very funny, and I did not come up with a real shout out to my sister's very funny college oh, friends. Oh God, that was one of those movies where I was like, I have a crush on this TV thing and I will never get over it and I don't know how I'm going to live. Yeah, that was yep. a very, he was a very specifically I mean, emotionally damaging character in that regard. Very true. What was his character's name? Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Yep. Alright, so 2014, he retires from WWE and we're, this is like kind of the big bulk of this shit which is just like, he didn't appear on January 27th or 28th, 2014 episodes of Raw or Smackdown despite being advertised and then by Wednesday WWE stopped advertising him. So apparently on Monday he just like walked out after telling Vince McMahon and Triple H he was going home. He was like, I'm going home and then left and then WWE proceeded to remove him from footage of the promotional videos and so it was really unclear as to what happened until he goes on an episode of Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast released in November 2014 where he basically said that he was suspended for two months after walking out on the company and then after the suspension ended nobody from WWE contacted him and he said that when he reached out to them for unpaid royalties he was given the runaround until he was handed his termination papers and was fired by WWE on his wedding day oh my gosh in June 2014 uh, he said his health was the main reason he left because in his final months of the company, he had been working through an untreated and profe- uh, potentially fatal MRSA infection, broken ribs, injured knees, and multiple concussions, including one at the 2014 Royal Rumble, as well as having lost his appetite and ability to sleep. Oh, no. So he's just like in bad fucking shape, which, yeah, yeah he did look tired. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Um, so Punk felt that WWE was pressuring and rushing him to return to wrestle before he had fully recovered. And according to Punk, he found a lump on his back. Mm-hmm. in November 2013 and it was diagnosed as a fatty deposit by Dr. Amon who is the WWE doctor and he refused to remove it despite Punk's requests and then a week after he left WWE AJ yep. Lee convinced him to get the lump checked out by her doctor and the doctor was like oh this is an MRSA infection and if you could have died you've ignored it for so long oh, and so God. it was like very, and he said that getting the doctor to take off the infection was the worst pain he's ever felt and that once he was treated on, on stronger medication, he was able to sleep better than he ever had. Um, other sources of unhappiness he had with the WWE were his failure to main an event at WrestleMania, being paid less than the other wrestlers in the three biggest matches of WrestleMania 29, doing favors for Vince McMahon and not being owed back, being creatively stifled, and feeling that there is no long-term plans for wrestlers other than John Cena, as well as receiving less pay and not getting answers to how the advent of the WWE network would affect wrestler salaries. So basically, he's a workers' rights dude. Yeah. From top to mm-hmm. fucking bottom, which is why I really like him cuz I do, like I understand that it's kind of, it would be annoying for fans because there were a bunch of articles when I googled him that were like he's still whining about WWE, but it's like yeah, but this is the only dude who's speaking out against this company's bad practices, yeah. and he should be lauded, like, more so than I think he is. Although people do chant CM Punk when people say stuff about WWE, so I get that. But, like, 
I I like a workers' rights dude. Yeah. Like he's a total Chicago punk kid. Like this makes the most sense. This mm-hmm. seems like it seems like he is who he says he is 100% of the time, yeah. which would make him frustrating and I get that. But I like it that he's like speaking up for people who are perhaps too scared to. Yeah. Um, which is cool. So McMahon later apologized on the Steve Austin show for all this stuff, and then Punk said it was insincere and a publicity stunt, and he doesn't accept it because he is Scorpio, bitch. Wow. Uh, and later, there's a bunch of defamation shit from the WWE doctor, like he sued him, and then the court ruled in favor of Colt Cabana and Punk, but Colt Cabana later sued Punk, and I don't know, it's like a new news item. Do you know what? Basically, like, he owes money in some way to Colt Cabana, and now they're not best friends anymore, which Aww. is sad, but... Yeah, I, I think, what I think happened is from that podcast appearance, they got uh, sued. They did. Yeah, so then I think Punk said he would cover Colt Cabana's legal fees. Oh. I think. And then I don't And then he didn't. The 2013 podcast? He owes him like $200,000 or something and he hasn't paid him. And I'll say like I I think that's what the situation is. Yeah. And And it's like this week news. I started looking through it and I was like it's it's not that interesting to me. It seems like a bunch of guys arguing about money is pretty much what it is. Uh, Which is a bummer. But this is I use this as an excuse to post a bunch of pictures of him that I thought were attractive. So here he is. Look at him in his little hat. He has a little hat. You know, I got to say, I'm very glad that he found uh, love with AJ Lee. Yes. Yes. She's great. But I'm surprised that they had a June wedding. (laughs) Ah! I kept coming back to that being like, but in June, they don't seem like the type. Very true. Yeah. All right. So this is the last slide, which is, and this is like just some cool stuff. So Punk's persona is, his face persona is super close to his actual personality, where he's largely indifferent to people who, like, drink, smoke, do drugs, have sex, whatever, but emphasizes the social discipline involved with personally abstaining from these behaviors. But when he's a villain, he's, like, hardline or militant straight edge, and he exemplifies the elitist attitudes and superiority complexes that are, like, pretty... <laughs> rampant in that community uh, defined by his common mantra through villainous themed promos that he's straight edge so he's better than you which is funny and it kind of goes along with and Mike was telling me he's like well he's vegan too and I'm like oh god vegan straight edge dudes are like the fucking worst like I respect it so much yeah but I know so many vegan straight edge dudes who are terrible do they like talking about those two facts of themselves uh-huh. they're well for a long time when i had friends who didn't drink and i would drink around them i would be nervous and like this like to the point where when i left when i like wasn't in the punk community anymore and was at like college and i had friends who didn't drink just for various reasons including like people who i'm close to now i would always be a little bit nervous because of how rude they were about it yeah and i and then also most of the people i knew who were straight edge when i was in like high school and was drinking in high school and like doing all that stuff by the time they're 21 they start drinking so i'm like so you just obeyed laws yeah like you weren't straight edge at all and there was it's just it's a weird cult fanaticism thing where it's like it stems from a great place but also like in a lot of ways it's kind of a filtering like control addicty kind of personality type Mm -hmm. anyway yeah which is like yeah, of course this dude got like super into being straight edge because it was replacing the tendency, the thing in your brain that would make you more prone to being an addict or having alcohol issues. Yeah. And so like there's that. And then it's also like those same people who like work out endlessly. It's like that's an addiction and it feeds it in like a way that's healthy, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Great. As long as you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. 
He performs a straight edge symbol of crossing his hands with an X formation, um, and he has the X written on the back of his hands, drawn on with wrist tape. Uh, he also incorporated belligerently anti-establishment, anti-corporate attitude into his persona, uh, which is funny because he has a Pepsi tattoo. Yep. Um, during his entrance, he shouts, it's clobbering time, which is a reference to Sick of It All, which is a hardcore punk band who wrote a song based on uh, the thing from Marvel, which is interesting. So his tattoos. <laughs> He's got a Pepsi globe on his shoulder to emphasize his straight edge beliefs. And it refers to how Minor Threats guitarist had a Coca-Cola tattoo. And when he was asked about it, he'd just say, I like Coca-Cola. And he does the same thing where he says, I like Pepsi. Uh, he has straight edge across his tongue. <laughs> He's got a sleeve that says, luck is for losers <laughs> with Ooh. good luck symbols. And an ace card as tribute to his trainer, Ace Steel. He's got no gimmicks needed on the back of his left hand, which is a tribute to deceased wrestler Chris Candido. He's got drug-free across his knuckles, which, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got a younger sister's jersey number behind his ear, surrounded by stars that represents his other siblings, but I don't know if it symbolizes... I, I didn't... I was like, he doesn't talk to Mike. I wonder if he has less stars. <laughs> he, he left a star off for yeah. Mike. Yeah, because it's supposed to represent like his connection to them while mm-hmm. far away. Uh, and then he has a Cobra Command logo, G.I. Joe's enemy, on his right shoulder because he loves comics. Uh, so now he fought in the UFC starting in 2014. Uh, Mike said he got punched out twice and that was pretty much done. Uh, he wrote a bunch of comics. He's liberal as fuck. He's a fan of the Chicago Cubs and the Blackhawks. And he splits his time between Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Chicago, which oh. I couldn't love more. Hey. And that's nice. why CM Punk is my ultimate boyfriend. Hey, you know what? Excellent work. Thank yeah. you. I'm very impressed with Thank your you. image selection and also your storytelling. You did a great job with that. Look this. at him drinking that tea. That's a great picture. I got to yeah. say, I looked at the picture and I said, hello. And look at him in the little hat. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> look, I like a strong man who stands up for things. Yeah. Like, reasonably so. And I, I, he is. You think he's reasonable? I love him. Eat it. I don't care. I oh, like him so wait, much. No, no I, he's probably unreasonable. He seems to be a very intense person, but also... Yeah, he seems like he has some anger issues. Certainly, which I understand yeah. personally. I identify with this character a lot. Yeah. Mike, do you like him as a wrestler? I do. He's great. Okay, cool. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get a read on, I think Mike on just, whether you were... I think Mike laughs at it because... Mike, I think that you also maybe might identify with this character a little bit. No? No way. <laughs> I'm a modern day Jeff Hardy, baby. You think so? <laughs> modern day Jeff Hardy? <laughs> Scott Hardy? <laughs> Seth Scott Hardy? Is Seth Hardy? Seth? Yes. Good old Seth Hardy? Oh. Hey, no. I wanted to convince you that CM Punk was hot, so I put a, uh, two gifts of him kissing his wife that are pretty hot gifts. There's a... It's an open mouth. Uh Uh-huh. But she's done that with Kane, too. Shut up! (laughs) Get out of here! That's very funny. (laughs) Those were the weirdest videos to watch. But that's not. That's a good kiss. That's a good kiss. Look at him being a little Scorpio Mm -hmm. right here. Uh, What does that mean? Oh, sex and death, baby. Sex and death. Okay. Pretty much. Good to know. Boy. I mean, how can you get better than she did that with Kane? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's it. Those are the final thoughts. Katie yeah. is always this funny, all the time, and she does excellent work on her Twitter, um, which you can find at... Sometimes I get sassy. Just get ready. Hey, it's a, it's very good. It's always great. Buckle up. Uh, our <laughs> handle is... Choo-choo, betches. Choo-choo, betches. Buckle up. 
Um, our handle is KFAB Podcast, K-A-Y-F-A-B Podcast. That's also our handle on Instagram. We post a handful of looks that we talked about in this episode, so you have a fun little visual to accompany your listening journey. <sighs> oh, my God. We're all going insane. Yep. Anyone else have anything to add? No, I'm excited to see what my time time was on this one. But Hey, well, until next time, my friends. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.